0: Equip your students with the tools they need for financial literacy with Beyond Personal Finance, proud sponsors of our show. Beyond Personal Finance's unique approach for teens and tweens takes the student on a journey through their avatar's financial future through fun, interactive, and informative modules designed to open their eyes to the power of their choices. In one semester, your student will design the future to see if their avatar makes it to retirement. This will be the class your student talks about for the rest of their lives. Come see at BeyondPersonalFinance.com.
1: Hey, welcome to It's Not About Money, the money podcast for intentional parents, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my lovely wife,
0: <laughs> and lovely.
1: lovely and artist of adulting, Charlotte McKinley.
0: Hey everybody!
1: Today, Charlie, we're going to be talking about responsibility. Yes, huge. I, I know that's a huge concept for you. And I, what I've picked up in the first few first few podcasts is that there's usually a list. It, <laughs> do we have a list for our listeners today? There
0: is a list, but it's, yes! it's a, Look, it's Another a roadmap. List. It's a roadmap. Oh, okay? you've
1: renamed the list to roadmap.
0: Well, it's
1: totally different than a list. You've been getting our list on the website or on the show notes. Prepare to be disappointed because today is a roadmap. No, it's a list on a map. Is it called the responsibility roadmap? Something with some alliteration? Yes. Nice. I love that. I love love alliteration. Well done, (laughs) Charlotte.
0: Thanks. So as the artisan of adulting, it is my mission to help parents raise kids that are ready for adulting when that day comes. And the only way to get them ready is to gently transition the responsibilities for their life over to them during the years when they are at home with us. There are so many tasks that we do as an adult that we should take for granted because we've been doing it for years. But our kids, this is all new territory. Um, I even have a list. It's not this one, but Uh, it's a list. Another
1: list! list.
0: (laughs) Of 28 (laughs) essential skills. 28 essential skills that our kids have to have. Uh, before they walk out the door, and I'm, that, that's not what we're talking about today. I'll have that. You're
1: teasing the list. Well, no, it's not even that. <laughs> it's just that
0: 28 is a lot, and you know, I had a friend, poor sweet lady, who was having her son listen to how-to uh, podcasts on their way to college because no, she. <laughs>
1: you're making that. <laughs> no, you are I'm making not. that up.
0: I'm not. It's just that it occurred to her. That's the
1: wrong time to do this. That is
0: correct. It occurred to her that oh my gosh, I didn't tell him how to change a tire. So here they go. They are started listening to these podcasts on the way to college. That um, was a
1: miserable ride.
0: Well, it, you know, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, you just... Uh, clearly on the way to college is probably the bad time. But just really all the teenage years when they are a little more grumpy than you would like, they are a little bit more distracted, they are way busier. You don't want to keep all 28 of the things that you want to teach till the very end. And so what what I've done is I took my list and put it on a really cute graphic map, almost like a game board map, where I show you how to break that out and so that you can kind of divide and conquer some of the things that you need um, to teach them, some of the responsibilities you need to begin to transition over to them. I break it up in um, little segments, kind that. of
1: age specific. Exactly. Okay, where exactly. do we start? Like, what's early on this All right. on this so, roadmap? In me an the example. early
0: years, the your kids need to cut their own food.
1: What? I know. Why are you kidding me? Cut your own food? Cut your
0: own food? Oh my
1: gosh, it's and so dangerous. I
0: know, but see the thing they have a knife. Is, I don't really know. I don't know why we do this as parents. I don't know. It's just in the beginning, you have to cut your own food, right? I mean, you you have to cut your kid's food because they can't do it themselves. And I guess we just kind of go on autopilot and we just kind of keep cutting the food. And you know, you're not, it's going to be a pretty rare kid that says, Hey, let me do it. I'll do it or whatever. And so I don't know. I don't know why parents Cut their food for kids way beyond the time where the kids can cut it, but um, that's kind of on my list in the early years. I, is... I'm gonna make
1: another. I'm gonna I'm gonna build into your your list here. <laughs> Have them start cutting their food like at home, because oh, of th- there will be frustration. I we were out. You may not remember this. We were out. We were with our son and one of his friends. And their parents and the kids were like, they were teenagers and we, there was a nice restaurant. There was a large piece of meat involved and the mother was cutting this teenager's food. (laughs) That's the wrong time to transition the responsibility because now it's going to be embarrassing. Uh, It's going to be frustrating. So like try these like small steps, like try them out at home where they can, let them get frustrated. Let them drop a knife. Let them slide a piece of meat on the floor. Your dog will love you. Thank you for it. Sure. But like, these are the kinds of things you can start with your children. I mean, if it's like this is pretty, this is kind of the rudimentary stuff here. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. We know how the list starts because your point is being kind of like we talked about earlier in earlier podcasts this idea you got to kind of start small and then build off those successes, which then helps build self confidence and capability so that when they get to 18, they're not in a car on the way to university, listening to how-to videos.
0: Correct. And they're also not thinking, again, when you do things for your kids that they are capable of doing themselves, it sends a message to the kids that's like, hey, you don't have what it takes to cut this meat. Okay? And that's simply not true. It's just we're trying to help. We are better at it than they are. It's faster. Maybe the kid is intimidated or whatever. So I just want to help you before you start doing something for your kids, whether it's on my list or not on my list, just stop and ask yourself, can they do it with my guidance? Because the truth is, you're gonna be sitting right there. If something goes wrong in cutting this food, if they end up actually hurting themselves with a knife, you're right there and it's okay. Um, If they cut their piece of food too big, you're right there, you can help. So these are all things to do while you are at home. And you know, I've got more for this age group but we gotta move on um, so I don't take you, (laughs) I don't take up too much of your time. But the next one is, and, y'all, again, I'm I'm getting a little deep here. Deep. Wake themselves up using an alarm. Wow. Okay? Yep. This is big. Yep. Your kids, before they're teenagers, they can learn how to wake themselves up using an alarm. They can, um, I mean, I, I know teenagers whose day starts with their mom coming in and saying, hey, you need to get up. And, of course, as teenagers, they don't they're do They're grumpy. They're grumpy. They do
1: not want to be woken up by their mom. They mother. don't
0: do a good job of listening to their parents. So that alarm mom has to come in again and again. Hey, get up, get up, get up, get up. And I just...
1: Now you're the time police. You're the sleep heck, police. Like,
0: you don't want to be this, you know. So...
1: And you're not going to be there in college. You're going to have to... They are going to have to learn this skill at some point.
0: That is correct. And as much as you would like to think that, the, you know, they're just going to turn 18 and and learn these things out of necessity while it is kind of true that if you wake them up for all 18 years and then they walk out your door and they wake themselves up the first time it will be harder and they will um they might miss an important class they might miss um you know their work and get in trouble with their work the stakes are just much higher when they walk out your door than they are when they're younger. If they get in a habit and the expectation is that they can take care of themselves by setting the alarm, then that's just what they're going to go with for the rest of their life. My daughter is on the swim team and they practice at 6 a.m. Brutal. It's brutal. And my husband and I, we've gotten in this really cool Habit. Depending on who you ask. I love it. We get up each morning at 5.30 in the morning. Brutal. And we go for a walk. We just go. We start the day right. But we could never have that freedom and flexibility if my daughter was dependent on us to wake herself we're up. Gone.
1: We're gone. We're a mile from the house the time she gets out of bed. That
0: is correct. And there are <clears throat> consequences when she misses swim practice because her coach yells at her. And that's what it would be in the real world. So the sooner you learn those lessons, and here's, here's, you know, here's what I would say too, because again, I travel the country, talked to a lot of parents and they say, whoa, if I didn't wake my kid up, they wouldn't get up. And you know, what I say is if your kid, so let's say they have an event at eight in the morning. And they're supposed to set their alarm by 7 and that alarm does not go off. What I would do is I probably would wake the kid up myself about 7.45
1: make it just as Now they're Now around. they're scrambling. Yeah. And
0: now they're in the car and now they're blah, blah, blah. And the whole time, will it be the most unpleasant moments of, of the day? Yes. hundred percent. But trying to teach them. And then what I say to them is, Hey, if you need more sleep, I guess we're going to have to put your bedtime back later or earlier. earlier. Yeah, they yeah. love that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, Hey, if you're incapable of waking up by seven, then I guess you're not going to bed early enough and that you already know that will will help them there so
1: you know I think one of the things that I like about kind of that solid parenting is this idea of a natural consequence yes where you're not having to drag them through broken glass you're letting life itself teach them the lesson if you sleep in too late now you're gonna scramble if you miss the class you miss work there are gonna be repercussions and that's just how life works your natural consequences and we spend so much time and energy trying to protect our kids from natural consequences, when they leave our home, there will be consequences to their behavior. That's right. Let them learn it now in a way that you're still kind of a safety net. Like you said, you would wake Kate up if she had to test that. You might wake her up at 7.30 or 7.45. You wouldn't let her fail out, but you would also let her go through the repercussions of of that struggle or that decision she had.
0: That's right, and if, <laughs> if she... Um, You know, if it was her needing to go someplace that was optional, I would absolutely let her sleep right through that. Or I'd make her show up late or whatever. Like I, when it is, when the stakes are high, I might wake them up. But if they miss something that they would want it to be like, that's what I want them to learn. Because I didn't learn any of this until I was a young adult. And it was painful, and I just didn't want that for my kids. But you
1: were cutting, to be clear, you were cutting your food.
0: That is true. I was cutting my meat. Yes. All right. So moving on down the responsibility roadmap, um, here's another Not a
1: list. It's a roadmap.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. I say that your middle school kids can email their teachers and coaches um as a teacher myself, I will sit right there in my class watching kids have their phone. They're interacting on their phone. But then these same kids maybe a couple of weeks down the road, I'll get an email from their parents saying, "Hey, Johnny won't be in class today." And I'm thinking, "Why can't Johnny send me that email?" So, what I do instead is at the beginning of each semester or class or um, you know, season, whatever it is, I will email the coach normally you know when the coach or the teacher sends out a hey this is how it's gonna go I will respond right back hey my name is Charla my daughter Kate my son Jack is thrilled to be a part of your activity from here on out you will be hearing directly from one of my children um, with regards to uh, their attendance or any questions they have or whatever So I'm going to, you know, duck out of the communication chain if you are missing, needing something from them, missing something from them, and you have repeatedly tried to get it from them, please feel free to contact me. Otherwise, please ask them directly as I am teaching a very valuable skill to them.
1: So now you're an escalation point. That's you're not, exactly right. It's not your...
0: It's not my responsibility to turn in a form. It's not my responsibility to communicate anything or ask questions. Um, It's their responsibility. And if they miss it, then there is repercussions. And usually the coach and teacher are on board. They love this process. They respect it. And if they ever do, they know that I'm not ignoring them. I'm simply letting it play out. Now, when I send that email, I copy my children so So that they know, know, the coach knows or the teacher knows. And then I kind of say, hey, the privilege of a phone comes with the responsibility to communicate using it, right? So often we give our kids privileges, but not the responsibility that comes with it. So that's one of the things. If they cannot communicate, if I get a note from the teacher or the coach that there's a problem, now they lose their phone because, hey, you're not using it for what it needs to be. It's not a video game controller. It's a a communication tool. So
1: I actually, I really love this idea of transitioning, like filling out paperwork to our children yes yes, yeah, that's my
0: next thing fill out paperwork
1: it's it's always as I see our kids and they mature at different rates our daughter's way more mature at 16 than our son was at 16 but like she's always on top of it. When we get this form from school because of you know some kind of a field trip they may be going on or whatever or from a coach then it says like fill out this paperwork she actually does it like when I get it she's asking for a signature she's not looking to me to figure out how to fill out paperwork she's already done and guess what as an adult, you're going to have to fill out paperwork. She's old enough to do it. She's capable. She does great work. And, you know, my son probably didn't get there till maybe 18 or 19. Um, but they, they're much more responsible because they know... that 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 responsibility is transitioned to them. And once they understand it, they can do it. They're they're capable. And
0: that's the deal is they want to do these activities. My son and daughter wanted to go to summer camp. And summer camp had a ton of forms. Why am I filling that out? They want to go. It's their camp. It's their camp, right? And so much of that information is so irrelevant to the camp anyway that it's really okay if they don't get it 100% correct. So what I do is I fill out one form that generally asks the typical form questions, emergency contacts, uh, insurance policy, or whatever, and then I fill out one form. I did this many years ago, and then I made a copy, and we just kept that as the key. So any form that came in, they had to use the key to fill out the information. I was no longer responsible for doing that. It took a thing off a to-do list, but it also taught them, hey, this is your life and you own it. And that mantra and gets them ready for reality and for adulting. And that's what it's all about.
1: All right. Well, we don't want to run long here today. Um, I know you guys are all excited about getting the latest list, also known as responsibly roadmap. You can do that at our uh, podcast website. It's not about money podcast.com. Uh, and you can also sign up for our show notes and have those sent to you each week. And until we talk again, I hope you guys have a good one, and we'll be dropping our next podcast next Wednesday.
0: That's right. See you then.